This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show's your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guest I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, at the movies, whether political, social, economic, whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. All right, that number to call is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And what are you waiting for? You know this is Open Air Monday. That's right, your time, your turn to call in with any questions you have about the Word of God at all. And uh, I'm trying to stop from giving any challenges today. Because this is your time to shine. You might have a question about theology, a question about eschatology, something about church history, anything you want. I'll do my level best to give you an answer if you call that number at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, where I'm willing to talk to you about anything. And even if you disagree with my theology, that's all right. As long as we are, let's say, civil in our discussion, then I can benefit, you can benefit, and the radio audience can can benefit from it as well. Just give us a call at area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578. Let's go to Braun in Westland and get him on right now. Hello, Braun. How you doing? How you doing, Pastor? How you doing today? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well. I have a, a, a question, actually, uh, and most of what I'm saying is coming out of, uh, of what we've been taught in Tuesday's uh, prophecy class. Okay. So that's where I'm, most of my information from, just in case the listeners wanted to know. And so uh, I wanted to ask you this. With the Pope's trip to the, UA, to the UAE, mm-hmm. the uh, United Arab Emigrant, Emigrant um, would you say – because he's, he said he's there to promote uh, religious coexistence. Mm-hmm. But would you say would that, would that be like with the, um, uh, with the uh, in Revelation 17, talking about the uh, uh, symbolic language of the Mystery Babylon or the Horror Babylon, you know, how the, um, they're going to come and put all um, the religions together? Would that be, you know, like the spirit of the Antichrist, something like that? Well, I would say this to you, yes. Any ecumenical movement that we're looking at, whether it be Roman Catholic or Protestant, because as you know, there's some uh, some liberal Protestants into this thing as well, that that does head us towards the uh, what's talked about in Revelation chapter 17 and 18, Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, which is a really harsh term used by the Bible to describe a syncretism. Uh, which is similar to ecumenicalism, where all the religions get together, all right, one faith, okay, and then you know what happens in one world, one world government will, is, on, is on the rise as well, 
but one faith where you water down your doctrine so all of us can say we basically believe in the same thing. All of us believe in the same God, and that's just not true. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, we have to be careful because we don't want to just put the Roman Catholics in that bag, but unfortunately, many of them are. One of the recent catechisms that I saw said that they consider uh, Islam, uh, Judaism, and Christianity to be very similar uh, because they're all Abrahamic faiths. <laughs> That's just not true. Actually, Abraham, yes, we believe in Abraham, but Jesus Christ is what our faith is all about. And so that definitely lets uh, Islam out of the of the mix and some others too. So yeah, th- so that's the direction that we're headed in uh, religiously, not only in the Roman Catholic Church, but also in the Protestant world as well. Yeah, because I know that uh, in the Protestant Church, a lot of people are saying they're little guys and Absolutely. they got power. Absolutely. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about that tonight at the Monday Night Bible Study. And I'm going to show you a guy who's doing that. I mean, we're going to look at a a teacher who's just, that's literally what he says. He literally insults God and turns man into God. And what amazes me, Braun, is how, because I'm not a very smart guy, but I'm smarter than that. When I, when I see people tripping on what we tripped on in Genesis chapter three with Adam and Eve, then I know that we're in trouble. It is amazing where the church is today. Absolutely, absolutely. And then what about uh, also with uh, with the president saying that he's going to remove the armed forces from the Middle East that's also uh, would be fulfilling like a, a biblical prophecy, uh, you know, with Russia would come in and take over uh, most of that area and stuff aligned with the, um, you know, Egypt and all those places, Syria and like that. Would you say that's on that line too? Well, Bron, you're doing a good job of uh, of uh, what they call newspaper eschatology, <laughs> and it's not and it's not to be condemned when you say things that are accurate. For sure, there are things that are happening in our world today that are pointing to the kind of things we see in the Bible. And you, of course, mm-hmm. having been in the prophecy class, know that what we're talking about basically here, what we're looking at first, is Ezekiel 36, 37, 38. It uh, talks about an invasion of a nation from the far north. Uh, most Bible scholars identify that as Russia. Uh, they will have allies with them involving Libby countries from the Middle East, and they will attack Israel. That's not Armageddon, but that's the war before Armageddon. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you that all everything that's happening now, uh, actually, it's not contradiction contradicting the Bible, but it's lining up with the Bible. Right. Okay, Pastor, thank you very much, and I'll see you at uh, Bible study tonight at 730. All right, I'll be looking for you, Brown. Thank you for calling. That all you gotta, guys got to do is do what Braun did. You want to have a good discussion? Just give me a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All I've got here is an open Bible. I don't like all that computer fancy stuff because I, I keep teasing people. The mark of the beast will show through. No, it's not. I, I just, I'm just old school. I just like to have the... Turn the pages. I cannot. I look at those screens and I say, ah, it bores me. I got to turn pages. That's when I'm really reading. <laughs> so if, if you have a question to ask, just give me a call. You'll hear me turning in my Bible to find it if I can. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss on the Bible Talk program. And you can call with any que- question you have about the Word of God. Doesn't matter. I don't have any agenda today at all, but just open air. The only reason I come up with a challenge is when you guys aren't calling. So call, call, call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. 
area code 866-423-9578. Also, just to let you know that tomorrow we do have our Tuesday Prophecy class, and we're in the beginning of it. So if you come tomorrow at 11 o'clock, you won't be have missed much at all. We're looking at uh, our, actually, we're working on our third certificate in biblical prophecy, and that is uh, uh, eschatology and the nations. It's a nation focus this time. The very kind of things that Braun was talking about are the kind of things that we're dealing with. So we encourage you to come. You don't have to bring any, uh, there's no certain tuition cost. We just ask you to give uh, uh, whatever God leads you to give to support our ministry. Uh, we pro- provide all information uh, for you that you'll need. Bring your Bibles, definitely, and enjoy a time with us. That's tomorrow, uh, which is Tuesday uh, at 11 o'clock, 10709 Grand River at Oakman. Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, our prophecy class, our Tuesday prophecy class. All right, we're going to go to uh, Oak Park and see what's on the mind of Thomas. Hello, Thomas. Hello. Hello, sir. You're on the air. Yes. Listen, um, praise the Lord. And, and uh, thank, uh, you. thank you for taking praise my God. call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, I, I, was, I was calling about the black Hebrews. Uh-huh. And I wanted to. What I wanted to know was, uh, you know, what what do they believe, and uh, you know, uh, uh, who are they? Well, basically, there's about four groups of them, and this is something we're going to be talking about about on Thursday at our church in our Thursday night, uh, not Thursday night, but our Thursday afternoon Bible study, which uh, starts at twelve o'clock dealing with um, uh, hard sayings in the Bible. Uh, But basically, there's a political arm of it, which basically they're political. They do believe uh, uh, that uh, the uh, the, the whole black Jewish concept, but uh, pretty much these are the ones I think we saw in the news uh, when we had the harassment of those Catholic uh, young boys. That was more the political arm. Then there's the religious arm, some who believe that uh, uh, blacks are the original Jews, and uh, uh, that, in fact, some of them believe that they're the original Jews, uh, those that are in the Bible really are not, or the Jews, let's put it this way, the Jews of today are not the real Jews. And so you have that contingent of them as well. Um, and uh, basically, that's pretty much where they are. The, the thing is, what we need to recognize, they're really very similar, in my estimation, to NOI. They are a, uh, uh, a ethnic identity movement, right, as if there's some importance to uh, uh, your ethnic group or you being a uh, a black Hebrew Israelite, which, of course, there's nothing in the Bible uh, that justifies that kind of thinking at all. Uh, definitely, Jesus Christ has fulfilled uh, the law. In fact, he's made us all one in Christ, right? Because if we look simply, all you have to do, in other words, the major problem, uh, because if you study with them, they will have you studying history, Deuteronomy chapter 28, all kind of things they deal with. But the bottom line is, uh, the problem is uh, there's nothing about your culture or ethnic group that has anything to do with your salvation. Uh, and that's the key argument. What I would ask a person who is a Hebrew Israelite, this is my one question. What do I gain by becoming a Hebrew Israelite as, a, as yes. an African-American? What do I gain? And then yes. there's no, basically the answer to that is nothing. Why? Because it says over in Galatians, and, and here it says this in a number of places, but in Galatians chapter 3, says at verse 27, well, let's start at verse 26. It says, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Then it goes on and gets real specific here. Verse 27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Then look at this. There, this is verse 28, blows it out the water. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Notice that, neither Jew nor Greek. Mm. 
There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So if we're all one mm. in Christ Jesus, and if there's no Jew or Greek, then why I got to become a Hebrew Israelite? What difference does it make? Well, uh, I, I, I I appreciate that. It's just that they, you know, what I understand is they, they were, they, they saying that because of uh, the council in, in wherever it was, that they took certain books out of the, out of, out of the uh, canon. Oh, well, now, now that's and, what we have, now that's what they have to prove. But what happens is uh, that's fallacious. Now, the way you find that out is all you have to do is pick up a book on the history of the Bible. One book I recommend is Biblical Introduction by Norm Geisler, where he explains everything about translations and all of that. There were no books that were taken out of the Bible. There were books that were left out because they weren't scripture. They talk about the apocryphal books, which is something we know fully about, fully discussed in scholarship, right? Fully discussed in it. So, no, there's no books taken out. The apocryphal books were never accepted as the word of God by the Protestant church. Uh, Catholics have accepted some of them and not all of them. But but that's not that they were uh, taken out. In fact, the books uh, definitely are published. They're in some Bibles. So it's not like they're not there for you to read, but they're not considered to be Scripture by uh, the Protestant church. Uh, Well, I, I appreciate it, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. And do some reading. The thing is, the information is out there. And so make sure your discussion with the Hebrew Israelites or anyone is based upon a discussion of the scholarship. I mean, evidence that demands a verdict, uh, volume one, volume two, uh, uh, that you can read by Josh McDowell, Norm Geisler, uh, Introduction to the Bible, just tons of literature that absolutely uh, demolishes these false uh, uh, concepts. But you have to actually... Uh, make sure that you lay your facts on the line when you're dealing with people who challenge the facts of the Bible. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Call in with any question you want. That is why I'm here. So don't make me waste my time. I want to work, and so does Marcus. He wants to work, okay? Because if he's not working, he's going to find some other work to do, okay? He wants to. Don't, don't you tell the folks that you want to work, Marcus. <laughs> he buzzed me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't believe him. He's just a jokester. Number to call. Area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Barry in Canton. Hello, Barry. Hello, Pastor Moss. How you doing? Hello. Yes. I'm doing fine, sir. How are you? Real good. Real good. Thanks for calling. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me where in the Bible does it talk about Satan being cast out of heaven into hell, or cast, into the earth, anyway. Cast out. Well, I can tell you where he's been cast out of heaven, but I can't tell you that he's been cast into hell because he hasn't been cast into hell yet. The Bible does not say that oh. he's in hell. It definitely does not say but that. But it does say it does say that he was cast out to earth. Oh, he was ca- oh yeah, he was cast out of uh, heaven onto the earth. The Bible clearly says that, and uh, in a number where, of places. Where, where at? Yeah, where at? Yeah, well, one place is Isaiah chapter fourteen, verse twelve, where it says, "How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Okay? Okay. For for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God." I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation of the sides of the north. 
so he was cast out of heaven. That's what it's telling us in Isaiah 14. Eventually now he's going to wind up in hell, but right now he is not in hell. He's allowed to roam free as a part of God's plan to do what damage he can before finally he does wind up in hell. Uh, Another passage on that that can help with that is over in uh, Matthew uh, and in chapter 25, I believe. Yeah, Matthew 25, where it tells us, talks about the, uh, the, the same thing. We know that uh, the angels, it says here in verse 41, this is uh, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, depart from me. Now watch this one. This is, a, this is Jesus' words. Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. All right. So uh, hell is prepared for them, but the devil was kicked out of heaven and, and so were the angels that followed him. So, uh, so the devil's not in hell yet. He will go there, uh, but that judgment hasn't been uh, uh, done by God yet. Thank you, Pastor Moss. Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. When his wife became pregnant with their fourth child, Greg panicked, but a focus on the family counselor put everything into perspective. He said, the first thing you need to realize is kids are a blessing. They're all of the blessings. That they're gifts from God. And the second thing you said was kids value relationships, not stuff. I'm Jim Daly. Share the gift of family to encourage more parents like Greg. Give today at focusonthefamily.com slash give. And your donation will be doubled. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020 for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for less than a dollar a day. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happened. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For less than a dollar a day with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 800-218-6710-800-218-6710-800-218-6710. Again, that's 800-218-6710. She was an atheist. And her daughter was in a hospital in a coma from an automobile accident. The mother got drunk, and then she drove home in the rain. In her driveway, she turned off the motor, and she started cursing. Then she started cursing God, and she knew how to curse. When she was spent, there was a silence, and in the silence, a voice said, That's the first time you've ever spoken to me. And I love you. God is there. Even if you've never spoken to him, do it anyway. If they told you he would be angry, 
They lied. He'll love you. I promise. I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to uh, John in Allen Park, see what he's thinking about. How you doing, John? Oh, I'm doing really good, Pastor. Thanks for calling, sir. Yeah, I've got a question. Um, in the book of Judges, uh, I think it was around the 11th chapter, it talks about Japheth and uh him making a vow with God that he'll sacrifice the first thing that greets him in the door, and it turns out to be his daughter. Yeah. And he feels obligated to do that. I've heard different people say that he never did sacrifice her. She just kind of went out in the mountains like she asked for a time, and then he never sacrificed her because God would never ask man to sacrifice another human to him. But I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, what happens is, I don't think the issue is uh, God wanting him to do it. I think the real problem was with him. Uh, Basically, you know, we're looking here at uh, the book of Judges, where, you know, the whole theme of the book is that every man did what was right in his own eyes. Uh, There was no central leadership. Uh, They were, we had Israel struggling to pull itself away from a a pagan worship and things of that nature. Uh, And what happens is he made a vow. He made a vow himself. God didn't tell him to make it. He made that vow all on his own. And uh, back then, when you made a vow, uh, it was once you made a vow to God, you were scared not to keep it. I mean, it's not like you say, well, God, I made this vow, but I didn't know it was going to happen like this. In his mind, once you made the vow, he had to carry out the vow. Now, what is debatable here is what actually happened to her. All right. There is a school of thought that says that she was sacrificed and killed. There's another school of thought that says that not necessarily so, that what happened was uh, she was sad, not because she was going to die, but because she was going to be dedicated to the Lord for God's service. And so she was uh, not going to be able to marry and have children, and she would just be serving God uh, isolated like a, uh, you know, uh, like a devoted like a priest or something or a priestess or something like this. They didn't have priestesses back then, but uh, to just serve God. Where we get that from is Judges 11, where it says uh, after, you know, uh, he came back and said, well, you know, I've got to, you know, I've got to offer you up. Uh, She says at verse 37, and she said unto her father, let this thing be done for me. Let me alone two months that I may go up and down upon the mountains and behold my virginity. I and my mm-hmm. fellows. So here she's crying about the fact that she's going to be a virgin and not able to bear children. Not necessarily let me be well my death. Now it's possible that she was sacrificed. Some scholars disagree with this view. But, uh, you know, the worst thing, I know it, it's bad. Uh, it was bad back then not to have children, but to die is even worse. So what she wanted to do was to be well my virginity, I and my fellows. And he said, go, and she, he sent her away for two months. And she went with her companions and bewailed her virginity upon the mountains. Not that she was going to die. 
So it's possible that what happened here, rather than her dying and it's being an offer to the Lord, uh, still it was a sad thing to have to, to go through what she went through, but rather than dying, maybe what happens is that she offered herself for service of God in worship, and it meant that she would not be able, uh, not going to be getting married or anything like that. Okay, I've heard people say that, but the next verse in 39, it says, And it came to pass at the end of two months that she returned unto her father, who did with her according to his vow, which he had vowed. Yeah. And then it says, and she knew no man, and it was a custom in Israel. So that's what's confusing me there. If he did as his vow... He sacrificed her, so I'm, I'm confused there. Well, well, it is. You know, it is kind of, uh, and, I, and I can see the confusion, but there's also a confusion even in that verse, right? But I see where you're at. It came to pass mm-hmm. at the end of two months that she returned unto her father, who did with her according to his vow that he had vowed, and she knew no man, okay? So it didn't say here she died, but she just she didn't get married at all. And it was a custom in yeah. Israel. A custom in Israel what? To, uh, to kill uh, daughters for this or... That was a custom that they would, if that people could make some vows that would turn them over into you know total service to God. Don't know, but you could you could be right. You're right. There there is a I can't be dogmatic about something where there's two schools of thought, but I can just tell you there's another view of it. Sure, I, I was just curious what your thought was because I, I know there's different thoughts on it, and just curious what you thought on it. <laughs> yeah, the key thing is talk. You know, we've got some other situations like that too, John. For instance, uh, what what uh, happened at Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, uh, yes. yeah, we would never uh, do do uh, do what I did. Come out and say, "Have my take my daughters." Yeah, right? we wouldn't do it. Take my daughters and have them as you would with <laughs> those. Yeah, yeah. If they're looking for yeah. somebody, we'd say, "Well, they're down in the basement," you know. But back in that culture, yeah. in that culture, that was the way it was done, and even the daughters mm-hmm. were willing to go out there and allow themselves to be raped, rather than for visitors to come and be harmed because the, uh, you you were supposed to protect visitors with your life. That was their custom, their culture. So that's what we're kind of yeah. looking at here, too. Yeah, I know that's hard. When I, I've had people ask me that, they would say, why in the world did he give up his daughters for them to have their way, yet he's supposed to be a man of God? <laughs> his daughter, his I, daughters, I, I, his daughters, daughters that's different. right, his daughters would not have had it any other way. When you invited yeah. someone into your home back then, it was like you put them above your family. Yeah, you were to protect them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate that call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, that's the way I like it. I like to be busy. So you guys call. You can call with any question you have about the Word of God. And we encourage you to come to Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Uh, uh, definitely Sundays we're available for you. And I've been preaching a series, continuing to preach a series. Uh, I call it the Satan Series. We're looking at how Satan works, the things that God allows him to do. Ken Hunt, it's, it's quite some amazing things that are, are involved in this plan of God. And that's what we're looking at. Uh, but we need to know what the warfare is about so we can deal with it and realize that at the end, regardless of what the devil does, we win. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to Roseville. Talk to James. How you doing, James? Hey, how you doing, Pastor Moss? First Lord. Good, buddy. Thanks for calling. Oh, no problem. Um, quite, well, a couple questions. First question your services that you have on Monday and as a Wednesday, am I mis- not mistaken? Your Bible classes. Yeah, well, we have we have yeah we have Bible studies on mo- Monday evening. 
We have uh, uh-huh. then Tuesday, we have noontime Bible studies on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Okay. Are, are you, are like your Satan series, is it like recorded or available for purchase at all? Yeah, it is. Yeah. The, all the messages are recorded and they uh, can be, uh, they, they can be purchased. Yes. Okay. Um, well, well, I guess how do you guys have a website? I'm sorry. I, no, I don't want to take it off. It's just, I can't make any of the classes. I work afternoon. Oh, okay. So I, I, I wondering if it would be. Well, what you could do, I think it might it might be some information on the web. What you could do is just okay. call. You could call uh, area code 313-933-9270 and talk to Karen, and she could uh, okay. uh, tell you how you could uh, get uh, a hold of those CDs. Gotcha. Okay. So let me just ask this quick question. Sure, uh, it's kind of along the lines of what the gentleman uh, call, uh, said before the break was asking about mm-hmm. Satan. I always wondered, Satan, Lucifer, I know he tries to put himself above God, uh-huh. but as a being, he's not a. Is he a spirit being? Like God is a spirit, is or is Satan an angelic being? And when you said that he's he was cast out of heaven and he's down here, is he like like what type of form is it? You know what I'm trying to understand. What I'm trying to say. Well, it's, yeah, but well, it's really clear the the kind of form he has and everything. Uh, uh, we we find him in uh, in a category that's mentioned in the Bible, Hebrews chapter one mm-hmm. verse fourteen, right? Where it says, "Are they not all in terms of angels?" Right? It says in verse thirteen. I should start there uh, for you, James. Hebrews one thirteen, which says, "But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them that shall be heirs of salvation?" Uh, Satan, before he fell, was a good angel, okay? He was mm-hmm. a ministering spirit, okay? He didn't have a body. Angels appear in bodies, but they don't have them, okay? They appear with wings, whatever form that God wants him to assume at the time. Um, but that's what he was. So when he came to earth, he came to earth as a spirit being. And the demons that mm-hmm. fell with him are spirit beings as well. So that means they're invisible to the eye, typically. They can make right. appearances if uh, if God allows them to do so, I'd imagine, just like angels can. But, uh, yeah, he's here. He's uh, Job talks about him being here during his time, and he's here now today as well. So in the Adam and Eve time, that serpent, that snake, was a form that he took on to deceive Eve? Or, or an animal that he controlled. Okay. Or the animal yeah, and people always say, well, you know, uh, you got a talking snake, you know, that's a fairy tale. But it's funny, you know, James, they don't say anything about those parrots that talk every day. Pot- right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought it. Everybody, pot- it's just a myth. It's just uh, the animals don't talk. Uh, well, parrots do. So if they could, maybe it's not a far stretch for this uh, uh, serpent to be speaking through uh, also with the devil pulling the strings, huh? Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's my question. I do appreciate it. Talk All tomorrow. right. Appreciate your call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Any questions you have about prophecy, about uh, eschatology? Well, that's the same as prophecy, isn't it? Christology, bibliology. I'll do my very best to give you an answer here on the Bible Talk program. Your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher and apologist, Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, also, if you need biblical counseling, I, I provide it. Yeah, I do provide pastoral counseling for uh, those who are in need. 
Uh, I talk to Christians, non-Christians. You don't have to be a member of Strictly Biblical to see me. Uh, if you want to make an appointment to see me, I counsel on Wednesdays, so you will have to uh, take some time off. If your issue is that important enough, I'm there for you to talk to you. Uh, I do premarital counseling. If you're interested in getting married and you want some premarital counseling before you do it, then all you've got to do is uh, just give us a call, area code 313-933-9270. Talk to Karen, and she'll sign you up. It's time for a break, my friend, or can I go to the next caller? All right, I just got to check with my boss there. He's got his eyes on me. All right. Larry, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Pastor? Just fine. Sure. Hey, I got uh, one quick question, and it's in the book of uh, 1 John, chapter 5, okay. verse 16. Uh-huh. Living Bible in front of me. Did you want me to passage? Yeah, well, I can, well, I'll read it for you, but thank you very much. Uh, in 16, where it says, If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death, and I do not say that he shall pray for it. Wow, that's a deep one, isn't it, Larry? Yeah, my, my question on that, you know, because I'm reading that whole, you know, the book today about, you know, trying to love one another and really having a guy, God kind of love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got hung up on that passage because it, you know, it, I, I have brothers and we're all guilty of it. You know, we happen to fall into sin at times. And I'm going, I wonder, you know, what the, the actual sin is to death, because I, in other scriptures it talks about, you know, that you're going to, you know, you're not going to go into the gates of heaven if you, you know, you fall into certain habits. But as I kept reading that scripture, it says, but God, you know, there's that one sin, the one fatal sin, that one sin which ends in death. And I'm going, well, so if you see a Christian brother sinning and, you know, it's if you pray to God that it, it seems like all the sins that you see him sinning can be forgiven. If you ask God to forgive that brother, except that one sin, which leads to death. So my question is, is first off, which, what is that one sin that where my, my passage says, if he does that, then there's no use praying for him. But all other sin, am I to take it that really they don't end in death if you, you know, you see your your brother doing it and you ask God to forgive him. Well, I'll tell you what now. I'll tell you, Larry. You've, uh, you, yeah, you've broken down and you've asked the question in so many ways. Uh, uh-huh. uh, but uh, it's a very intriguing verse. Uh, and we've seen it, though, in the Bible. We've seen something that seems to correspond to this, Larry, almost exactly, uh-huh. in more than one place, actually, where it says in 1 John five sixteen, if any man see his brother... Now, if it's his brother, then we can assume pretty much it must be a Christian, okay? Right. That's doing this, all right? A Christian right. is doing this because it doesn't say just you know the world or worldliness. It could mean that, but brother seems like talking about a Christian. If any man right. see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a right. sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. Now, what happens is uh, God will reveal to you whether it was a sin unto death or not. Okay, but he does say this, there is a sin unto death. So you and I should pray, you know, uh, for anyone uh, uh, who falls into sin, unless we really know that it's a sin unto death. I guess God would reveal it. But let me ask you this question, um, mm-hmm. uh, because all I need uh, is uh, one, one example, I think, to help you. Is there a place in the Bible where a great man of God died because of what he did? 
And he prayed to God, and God said, you might as well stop praying because I'm going to kill you. Well, that's, that, that kind of answers a lot of things for me on, by what you just said. Because oh, but you've you got to find it. it. Is there a place like that in the Bible? I can't find one. All right. But now you know one thing. Here's the interesting thing about Bible study. Just because you can't find it doesn't mean it's not there. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let me take you to a place. Deuteronomy chapter 3. Okay? okay. Deuteronomy mm-hmm. chapter 3. Moses. Okay. Remember how Moses messed up? What did Moses do that got him in trouble with God? Well, he did a couple of things with the rock, you know, hitting the rock. Okay, stop God. right there. God told him to speak to the people. He was right. frustrated. He was bothered by them. Instead of doing what God told him to do, and I fetch you water out of this rock, he hit it. Okay? God did right. not like that. God didn't like it. And because mm-hmm. of that, God told him, you are not going to lead them into the promised land. You are going to die. Right? Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now, was he a believer? Do I believe it? He was, was Moses a believer? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, but look at what happens here. Tell me if this doesn't fit First uh, John five sixteen, where in verse 27, okay, Deuteronomy three twenty seven. Uh, Moses writes, And I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Thine eyes have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto these two kings. So shall the Lord do unto all the kingdoms, whether thou passest. You shall not mm-hmm. fear them, for the Lord your God shall fight for you. Then, here's what Moses says. He tells the people, And I besought the Lord at this time, saying, O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to all the works and according to thy sight? He's, you know, he's praising God because he wants to beg. He's begging now, praising God. Then he says in verse 25, and I pray thee, he's praying to God, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, the goodly mountains in Lebanon. Verse 26, but the Lord was angry with me for your sakes. He would not hear me. And the Lord said, and here's what God, people say that uh, uh, God won't hinder your prayers. Look at this. But the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, let it suffice thee. Speak no more unto me of this matter. God said, I'm not going to change your mind. What was going to happen to him? Told him in verse 27, get thee up into the top of Pisgah, lift up thine eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward, and behold it with thine eyes, for thou shalt not go over this Jordan. He was going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that is a sin unto death. Yet, he's on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus in the promised land after he died. But yes, right. I believe that is what First uh, John five sixteen is talking about. Stuff like that. Well, my one question, though. Hold on, to... hold on. H- hang on, if you can hang on. Wait, you, we, we got some time? Mark's going to give you a little minute. Okay, what is your question? Well, that co- my question is, is the train of thought I do, and, and just in all, just trying to understand it, that Moses, you know, was a dispensation of law. And the scripture in the first John was, you know, God Almighty was t- his telling us as, as if we want to be children of God, he says, do the first thing. Believe in my son. Well, wait believe- a minute. Wait a minute, though. Let's talk about that. I'm going to have to. I am going to have to get back with you. I will show you that what happened to Moses is also mandated okay. in the New Testament. Can you hang on? Sure. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. What if I told you you could save a child's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you. By offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing insider. $140 can do that for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time than now to save a baby's life. And right now, your gift is matched dollar for dollar, doubling your impact. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online at preborn.org slash radio. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Simon was born at just 22 weeks into his mom's pregnancy. That was over two decades ago when technology wasn't as good as it is today. Simon's mom suffered from placenta privia, which is when the placenta detaches from the uterine wall. It triggered early labor. Simon spent two years in the hospital, and his mom says they had been through a war, a war for life. The family eventually moved to Kenya to become missionaries. They founded and run a center for children with special needs, whose mothers live in the slums of Nairobi. The center's name is Heshima, which means dignity in Swahili. Simon's now a young man and the center's pastor. His mother said that had they not earlier gone to war, there would have been no Heshema. For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Hello, this is Pastor Myron Jenkins, a Biblical Living Live radio broadcast. Join us as we take a look at God's Word on how to live God's Word the biblical way. Every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Faith Talk 1500, where preaching and teaching the Word is good, but living it is even better. Join us every Saturday as we take a look at God's Word. That's 11 a.m. every Saturday on Faith Talk 1500. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And Larry, how you doing, Larry? Still doing good, thank you. Well, Larry, I wanted to talk to you because definitely I understand the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. But I don't want us to get the idea that what we see happening to Moses was just Old Covenant stuff. That in mm-hmm. the New Testament as well, God is a God of love and what many Christians have forgotten. He still is a God of judgment. Still is. Uh, and when we look at, 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 a, at a verse that's very similar to what we just saw with Moses dying. Remember, Moses went to heaven, but God took his life. 
because of what he did in striking the rock. He did. That's what happened. Okay? Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and I'm sure you've seen this before. This is talking about communion, where Paul was laying down the instructions, right? 2 Corinthians right. eleven twenty-eight. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Verse 30. For this cause, he said, the, it, so they were taking the communion and playing around with it. They weren't treating the sacrament holy like it should have been, Larry. So Paul right. writes to them and he says this, verse 30. For this cause, because they were, you know, uh, taking the communion in an unholy way. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Right. That was the punishment, that they would be weak, sickly, and some sleep. By sleep, what did he mean? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, I'm not not really sure. What, uh, I'll tell you exactly what he meant. They're going to die. But mm-hmm. since they're Christians, it's sleep. Okay, They're going to be resurrected, just as Moses died. In other words, when a Christian dies, his soul and spirit goes to be the Lord. Moses mm-hmm. died because of his sin. Clear. Okay, But yet he still went to heaven. They're Christian, mm-hmm. And so over here in 1 Corinthians 11, you have a picture of Christians here who also died. Okay, because they didn't do right in terms of communion. It didn't d- condemn them to hell, though, but they did have to suffer death as punishment. That's cl- clearly, it seems, what it's talking about in 1 Corinthians 11 uh, and verse 28 and following. So, mm-hmm. and there's other cases in Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira. Some say they might not have been saved, but here they sinned in terms of not giving the, the what they were lying about what they were giving to God, and they were killed. Mm-hmm. So we need to understand, 1 John 5, 16 lets us know God's not playing. He's still a God of judgment. Even though Jesus is loving Jesus, I got it, (laughs) but he still is the Lion of Judah, and he can judge Christians in this life, and he takes some Christians home early, okay, Uh, Mm -hmm. because of their sin. Right. All right, buddy. Okay. Hey, thank you so much, eh? Thank you. Appreciate it. You helped us all with that question. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Tonight, the Godmaker is going to be looking at a guy. I can't believe it. Wait till you see him and hear him tonight at the Monday Night Bible Study, if you can make it. You don't want to miss it. Going to be continuing our look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8 as we look at the Godmakers. Uh, the, the whole doctrine, it seems like it should be an easy one for us, right? That man can't be God. But unfortunately, some teachers cannot get that through their noggins. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Let's go to Michael. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing good, Pastor Mark. How you doing? Real good. Thank you for calling. That's good. I'm just glad that you're on the air still. I thank God for the, for you. Thank you. I really, I really like to be a blessing to you but um you know it just 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 pray for my finances that it get the way i want it to be so i can be able to support your ministry because i want you to continue to like i use you preach the gospel and um just bless people all across the world because people need to hear good messages to like you be giving them out and um the phone calls you be taking well, thank you, Michael. Oh, uh, Appreciate it very much, and I will pray. You know, you're welcome, Pastor Emmy Moss. Thank you, sir. Um, I had, um, honestly, I had three questions, but I wonder if I'm able to get it through with these three questions. 
Well, we'll see now. I want to make it kind of, I mean, it's three questions on my mind. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go to a break first and then come right back to you. Can you wait? Sure, I can wait. We'll be right back. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. You shall not pass. Where were you 18 years ago when the greatest trilogy in cinematic history debuted? In December 2001, The Fellowship of the Ring hit theaters. It was an epical event for the Lord of the Rings trilogy made nearly $3 billion worldwide. The films became a cultural phenomenon for many reasons. The story is exhilarating, the conflict between good and evil is stark, and the movies are beautifully orchestrated. This is far from a guaranteed outcome, though. Oxford Don J.R.R. Tolkien labored on the trilogy for years, facing frustrations, creative droughts, and self-doubts. But Tolkien prevailed and Peter Jackson picked up the torch. We should, too. December is a great time for fathers and mothers to read the books with their children. The films are right. Goodness is real. Home is precious. And evil will not win in the end. I'm Owen Strange. Religious liberty is under attack. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the front lines of defense. Start at townhallreview.com. Politics and religion. It's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company. Probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them. Why follow their rules? Detroit has two radio stations that shatter them. One documents the rebuilding of a great America. While the other shares the promise of the infinite. The Patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation. Faith Talk Detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. And Faith Talk Detroit on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. I was in Southern California speaking at a Christian school, and a a lady came up to me afterwards, and she said, oh, she says, I'm retiring next year. I'm 62, decided to retire, and she said, 30 years ago, I told God I wanted to be someone who went into the barrio in Los Angeles and teach. Cynthia Tobias on Focus on the Family Minute. And I decided I'm 62 now. I'm too old. I never did it. She said, but you know what God said to me today? told me I still need to do it. Heard from her just a few weeks ago. She's enrolled in Spanish class. She's got to lady. (laughs) She's going to go make a difference, and she thought it was too late. See, she took a good long look at her strengths, and she took a good long look and, and spent time in prayer deciding what God really wanted for her, what she should be aiming for. And then she took a look around and thought, I'm still supposed to change the world. More from Cynthia at FamilyMinute.org. Tune in to The Saints Perspective weeknights at 7 o'clock p.m. with Brian Edwards. New time, new revelation, new insight. Pastor Edwards will explore and challenge you to view your life through the lens of the Scripture. The Bible is relevant to your everyday practical life, and God has a word for you. God is concerned about you. So tune in to The Saints Perspective with Brian Edwards, Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. All right, this is Pastor Moss back with Mike. Mike, what questions on your mind, buddy? My first question is... still be raptured before the tribulation begins? Well, you know, I, I think so, because I can't imagine 
that when Jesus comes back, that all Christians will be doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Can you? Somebody's going to be doing something uh, uh, that they shouldn't be doing. The bottom line is, are they saved or not? We have to remember uh, when we talk about backsliders that the operative uh, verse for it uh, that helps us some with understanding it would be over in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14, which says, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. I will take you one of a city and one of a family and bring you into Zion. Okay, so he is married to the backslider. So that means he still has a covenant with them. Now, that doesn't mean that Christians can sin like rainwater, because if you're sinning like rainwater, you might not be a backslider. Michael, you might just be a slider. I mean, I wasn't saved in the first place. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, you can be counterfeit. You know, you can be a reprobate. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, what's your wow. next question? My next question is, okay, um, is it all right for a Christian to to speak uh, to, to speak the Word of God? Because I know the, the Bible did say that if a man have faith, let him speak to the mountain and tell it to move out of their life. So wherever that mountain is in their life, uh, rather be sickness or uh, just problems, period. Can they just speak it into their life and then it all be wish and go away? No, if you, what happens is you can wish it to go away, but you shouldn't be wishing if you're praying. What you do when you pray is you trust in God. But you just got to remember one thing about prayer. Yeah, and you can, you know, uh, speak to the mountain, but make sure you speak to God before you speak to the mountain. You have no evidence in the Bible at all where anyone just got something because they spoke it. So the idea that you can speak something into existence, okay, uh, is mm-hmm. not true. The only way you get anything is through prayer, okay? That's, uh, we, mm-hmm. we got Mark 11, uh, Matthew 21, 21 tells us the same thing. And then God, remember what the Bible tells us about prayer, if we take all the mm-hmm. scriptures together, which in many cases people don't. That's why people get messed up spiritually. They okay. are angry at God because God didn't do something uh, that they prayed for. But the mm-hmm. Bible tells us that there's something uh, that we need to be mindful of when we pray, and that is that we're supposed to pray. But here's what it says in 1 John five fourteen, And this okay. is the confidence that we have in him, that if we mm-hmm. ask anything according to his will, he mm-hmm. hears us. So God mm-hmm. only and always answers prayers according to his will, not yours, mm-hmm. all right, and not mine. Okay. All right? Okay. okay. Well, thank you. I guess just can give you two, no more than that. And I don't know how much time we've got. We've got Paul. Are we out of time, Marcus? One more? Marcus said we can do one more. Oh, let me get Paul in here. He's been waiting. Hello, Paul. Hey, Pastor Moss. How are you? Real good, sir. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, I'd like to get your interpret or your understanding on something. Oh, sure. Uh, interpretation, you're right. Understanding is the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so Jesus, our Passover lamb, when he was doing the Lord's Supper, was that the same thing as the Passover? Was he keeping Passover at that time? Yeah, that was. Now, he elevated it to a new level, of course, Okay, because he was what the well, Passover celebration was all about. He was the lamb of Exodus 12. Right. He told his, his disciples to go to prepare, you know, and how he longed to have this Passover. But for him to be um, our Passover lamb, didn't he have to die at the same time that the sacrifices were being oh, absolutely uh, not. fulfilled? Absolutely not. Because remember, all of that was a prophecy anyway. The, uh, what happens in Exodus uh, 12 where the Passover is instituted, that is a what we call a foreshadowing, uh, a prophetic look at what Jesus is going to do. 
So by him doing that, he's uh, he's just you know actually just reaffirming if, what uh, Exodus twelve is talking about. But the Passover uh, happened at a different time than the um, the Lord's Supper. Well, yeah, but what happens is you just put them all together. In other words, all of these well, analogies I, are put together. It's not like they have to be at the same exact time. In fact, because uh, a lot of things, in fact, there's so many different symbolisms in the Bible of the um, of, of Jesus' birth, of his death, of his resurrection, and all of them happened at different times. So the celebration had well, nothing to do. It didn't have to calibrate with when he actually, uh, uh, the atonement took place. Nothing in the Bible demands that. Just that he did it well, is an important I, thing. When I, when I turned around and I was looking at this, I was trying to line up all the, the time frame. That's the problem. I've he, read books where and, guys try to do that. That's the problem because they don't line well, up the, because they're not supposed to. Well, I had read in the Mishnah Torah that, uh-huh. um, that they allowed, that the Jews allowed for a, um, a Passover to be eaten prior to the Passover. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was a holiday. It was called a Chag. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's and, the, remember, that's the Mishnah Torah. And remember, we got the Pharisees, the Sadducees. They produced doctrines like the Mishnah, the Talmud. None of these are holy. Those are just their interpretations. They rejected okay. Jesus with all that. So the Bible doesn't demand all that stuff. But it's good study. At least you know the background of it. All right. This is Pastor Moss. Great to be with you. I love these calls. Keep them coming fast and furious. I'll be with you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, be strictly biblical. And if you can make it tonight, come to the Bible study. I'll see you next time. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.